You're listening to Live from My Mother's Basement with me, Mike Marino. In five, four, three, two, one. I don't even know why I actually say that because I never know whether I'm on or not. But as far as I'm concerned, it looks like we're getting some connectivity. And there boom. it is. Boom. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Live from My Mother's Basement. We are going to have a lot of fun on tonight's show. I could just feel it. I haven't been in the basement in quite some time because you guys know that I've been traveling the country and sitting on cruise ships around the world. But I am home tonight in the great state of New Jersey. New Jersey, tonight, shout out, baby. <laughs> let's do a nice big shout out to my guest. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Christopher Marmando. What's up, everybody? It's a pleasure, Mike. I love it, pal. Thank you so much. In the basement for the first time. This is a pleasure and an honor, and I'm drinking, yeah, my Chianti, just in case you were all wondering. So, he brought over a bottle of wine. A lot of my uh, listeners and followers, they know that I really don't drink because I get heartburn. <laughs> but Chris, already walking around the house, has an old soul like I do. He's seen all the antiques around the I house. I love it. And he said he wanted to split a bottle of wine with me. I'm like, okay, let's split a bottle of wine. And he goes, but I don't want this wine glass. No way. I want something old school, yeah, yeah. and I pulled out Grandpa's Look glasses. Look at this. Look at that Look. wine glass. These are the best glasses. Junior Soprano. This is our favorite camera. This is our favorite camera. Right here. Junior, you're loving this one, because this is what you drank on the Sopranos. Right? That's what he right? drank it with. Even in a lot of old school Italian wise guy movies, they use this thing. Absolutely, because it's real, it's authentic, and it's what? Oh, it's good. Oh, that's good. It's Chianti. It's good. It's, it's Chianti. Chianti. Yep. Just like, what was it in the movie um, with Jodie Foster? Um, oh, yeah, with a nice fava beans and a Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. It's disgusting, very disgusting. I'll just stick to the Chianti. How All about right. that one? You know what? The, while we're on this little <laughs> antique thing, give me one of those. Uh, what do you want? The Coaster. The Coasters. Look at the Coasters. Okay, here's the, the Coaster. Not the Coasters singing uh, the music in the, the 60s. This is a different Coaster. Before the 60s, 50s. Yes. No, this might be 60s. This is about a 60s or maybe even a 70s. These were gifts to my father and mother at their wedding. I got these coasters, and the glass fits right in the coaster so perfectly. Look, Look at, at that. that. Bada Look boom, that. right on the bar. And uh, I don't know, maybe for some reason or other, drinking out of this glass makes the wine taste better. It does. <laughs> it does. My grandfather would always say, what are those things you drink? These are the ones you drink out of. And these are the ones, when you think about it, when you used to brush your teeth and you used to rinse, that's what I used to use. I used to buy them in the in the Bed Bath & Beyonds, and this is what I would get. You goggle your mouth with this, but I put it as a wine. My, that's my wine. Look at that. Look at the flowers on that. Look at the detail on this. This ah, is some, this is, uh, my mother would call these glasses, uh, not fine china. She didn't have fine china. They called it something else. I don't know. What, you know that glass thing that's in the dining room? Yeah. With all that stuff that's in there, glassware. What's that called? The china? The china or that? The the chi no, it's something else. It's the, the paw, the paw, the, the, the hoof. The hoof. The, the hoof. hoof. <laughs> <laughs> See, the china, the china. The, the, the hoof. glass, the paw, it's the a, hoof. The no, hoof. it's called something. Um, not porcelain. That my mother. That's the break front, the break front, and then she called this something. It's going to come to me it's at the end of the show. It's going to come to you. It's not anyway, the hoof, though. It's not the hoof. This is really cool. Usually yeah. everybody wants that uh, wine glass. No, no. Here's sniffed, the uh, wine glass. This is how we drink it. Remember the older, older people when you had your grandfather around yeah. and he sat out back by the, by the grapevine? Absolutely. He had this type of a glass and a big fat... Pitcher. 
the pitcher, and sometimes he puts the the the, pit, the, the peaches in the pitcher. The peaches. That's right. And they cut the slice of That's the peach. That's right. And he has the big sitting in the backyard. You got, you got. My grandfather used to sit in the backyard. He'd have slacks on with his shoes and a tank top. Okay. And then he'd be drinking a, a his wine. Tea. Yeah, guinea tea. Guinea tea. Did you call it a guinea tea? Guinea tea, of course. Guinea we tea. call it guinea tea in a tank top. The guinea tea. It's so funny. I never. I, I always called it a guinea tea, and then when I moved to California, they called it a wife, wife beater. beater. And like, yeah. whose wife got beaten? What the, who the, what the fuck are you talking about? They didn't come to our neighborhood to say no. that. No. That's no, what they, they didn't. Telling. That's it. That's exactly right. If it wasn't a guinea tea, it was, hey, it was it, it the was undershirt. The tank top. That's the what tank we said. Top, the tank top, undershirt. Yeah. Now we call, my mother used to say all the time, get your guinea tea and wear it under <laughs> your good shirt. Yeah, the good shirt. <laughs> you, you, you always had your, a good shirt. We're going to church this morning, get your good shirt, make sure you got your guinea tea on underneath so you don't sweat. <laughs> and you always had to have it. Yes. Always had to have it. Have to take up the sweat, it soaks it in. It did. That's it. And then and grandpa's hair came over the top like hooves. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to be, I got to tell you the truth. I'm looking at the Zeppelin mix. What, what, what are we oh, doing? Well. I mean... It's a tease right now. I'm starving. It's, 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 I got a lot of them. I'm starving. I see the back of me, and I'm starving right now looking at it. I think I'm at the feast right now. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's episode of Live from My Mother's Basement is brought to you by my sponsor, Zapel and Mix. It is one of the greatest Italian delicacies in the world, and you can get it without going to any feast anywhere just by ordering it online at zeppelinmix.com. Use promo code MikeMarinoLive, and you get yourself 15% off. I actually, I actually have one of the bags right now, so you think you're hungry. We're going to have to make these tonight when the show's over. Can we at least show them what we're doing? We, we're we we're, yes. we're, we're going to show them what we're eating. This is the ah, mix. Look at this. Now, I had Joe from, uh, who invented this, Joe okay. Camarieri, on the show. Love we it. actually made them, and then we ate them on the show. Gained about 16 pounds, but it's all right. It's a good gain. In, in five minutes. Yeah, it's a good gain. <laughs> I love it. I call that a good gain. It's a pizza gain. Yes, no pain, no gain. Remember that. No gain, no pain. That's the way we do it. We wrap it up that way. Did you call, I eat it. Did you call it pizza gain at, in uh, what, Easter? What, yeah, Easter yes, pie. absolutely. The pizza gain. The pizza gain, and that's why I said. You got to get it. You eat it 16 pounds later in five minutes, but it's a good stuff. It's good. Folks, not only this is good, it's easy to make. We're going to make them when we're done uh, here tonight over on the stove. You just boil some oil. You roll this up. You put them in there. They're like little donuts. And then you do what everybody did back in the day. I'm going to show uh, Chris exactly. So this is April and Mix. Go to zapelandmix.com. I actually have one of the brown bags right here. So oh, when you're done and you make these, there. you oh. put them on the plate. You let the oil drop off into the uh, um, paper towel. The pour. Paper the towel. Hoof, the hoof. The hoof. The hoof. Everything is going to be, if we can't remember, the we're going to say the, the hoof. Pour, the pour. The pour, though. The hoof. The pour thing. Might have borrowed his. It's a sin. You can't keep it there. You know. <laughs> I'll bring it back. Yeah, if I hack up a guy, I'll bring it back. And well, you know, we'll, we'll come up the turkey with it. You know. This is a little brown <laughs> bag. I don't even know where you get these. Joe brought them on. He came over to the house. Look at this little brown bag. You make your zapolis, yes. and then you put the the, the, the white powdered sugar oh, on it. Powdered sugar. You put Forget it in these it. bags. So you put about maybe six in this bag. Oh. The powdered sugar go in there. Half you sprinkle up the top, Perfect. and you go like this, like this, like this, yeah. like this, and you are eating. Done. Love. Done. Love's the best. And then there's grease all around the bag. Which and is the, the grease best part. Tells, it's the best, the best part. part. It also tells you you did it yeah. right. Yeah. The best part is always when you know it's not supposed to be good for you. Those are always the best things. Remember that. 
you know, I don't know how we even got off this track, and I'm <laughs> glad that we did because now we're talking about the dessert. Dessert. <laughs> but we before, before we have dessert, supposed to have dinner. Oh, Let's yeah. just do Let's this dance. now. Let's ditch. Can we show them? I knew that Chris was coming over. Oh, it's look just what the we two got of here. Us. Little I'm, spaghetti. I we got cooked. the meatballs. You made the vodka sauce. I cooked. I cooked. I made uh, fettuccine oh, noodles now watch. with a vodka sauce. Always need a some... spoon. Always need a spoon. Homemade meatballs from Aunt Joan. Aunt Joan made these meatballs. Look at this. What? I don't come from a family that did the spoon. I never did the spoon. I'm, I'm spoon happy guy. he did the spoon. And like De Niro says, it's delicious. It's delicious. delicious. Come I on, know. what movie? You know what movie we're talking about. It's delicious. Delicious. Yes, good fellas. You guys got it. Would you pass me the cheese? <laughs> the Lucatelli cheese. It's the Lucatelli, Lucatelli cheese, which once was a sponsor. I love Lucatelli. Love the cheese. Got to get them back again. So and the Lucatelli Lu family Lu down in you know where. down they here. care of the neighborhood. That, that's that. And they have more of it. We're in the basement. We're eating. We're having some fun. We're going to talk some really great shit. Quick shout out to my friend who's writing into the show right now, Antoinette Parogin who is out Love there me. in Los Angeles. She's originally from Brooklyn. Very funny comedian. Love that name. December 3rd, her and I are doing a big show in North Hollywood, nice. California, right where all the Italians are. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks, Love Antoinette. It. There is a meatball in here. An Antoinette. Great name, Antoinette. Antoinette. Tom DeLuise, right? Uh, who is who's? Anne Bancroft played Antoinette, the sister. Antoinette. That's a classic. Oh, the best. All right, so here's a trivia. What movie is he talking about? Dom DeLuise and Bancroft. I know the title. Give me the title. Anybody. Anybody. No. Hold on. It could be over here, right? A trivia. Come on. Dom DeLuise. Somebody said crystal. No. Dom DeLuise. Crystal. <laughs> what the fuck is a crystal? <laughs> You're cursing. No cursing. No cursing. No cursing. That's $5, by the way. Oh, my God. I love that you know that. Yes, Fatso! Yes! <laughs> yes! Love it, Antoinette! Remember when he was crying? Oh, <laughs> my God, wait. <laughs> she goes, <clears throat> do eat all the broiled meats you want. Do broil all the chickens. Do not eat any pastas. Do not drink any frotas. And he starts crying. Do not have any sorts of liquor, pasta, um, pizza, and uh, yeah, that, that makes an Italian cry because we're used to that. That's what we're used to doing, eating. I'm on a diet right now. And it says don't eat pasta. Oh, Fatso. Dom DeLuise, the greatest, funniest Italian icon. For Dom DeLuise, Abs and M. Bancroft, they made that movie. Remember the, the Chubby Checkers? Everybody, stop trotting. <laughs> and every time, just so you know, I was saying this earlier. When I watch a movie, my wife will tell you this the other night. I'm watching Godfather 2. And Godfather 2, they put up the, the bolognese. And Bruno Kirby is cutting the bread. And he's eating the bolognese. And it's 11 o'clock at night. And my wife looks at me and she goes, oh, no, you're not. And I go, yeah, I am. I said, this calzone with arms is going to go eat pasta at 11 o'clock at night. So I went downstairs and made it. And it's because I watch it. When I watch Fatso into that, I watch Fatso. Let's see. We sat, We're going to take questions uh, oh, later. I love it. We'll stay on this camera okay. as much as we can. And when you, when we watch Fatso, there's the parts for the egg omelets. I make egg omelets. They have Chinese food in it. I eat the Chinese food. And then he makes the lasagna. I eat the lasagna. <clears throat> and it's all of that. 
Every time I watch movies and I watch food, I got to eat it. And that's why I'm a calzone with arms. That's exactly what my brother calls me, a calzone with arms. But now I can't it. stop eating. This is that's really it. good what I made. This is delicious. I have some bread over here if you want a piece of bread. A uh, long time ago, and this just happened recently because uh, Jay Leno burnt himself. He burnt his face up uh, working on one of his cars. So I put up a post that I was sorry to hear about my comrade in the comedy world, Jay Leno, but I had spent 10 years doing stand-up, I mean, uh, sketch comedy on a Tonight Show. And one of the sketches, Dom DeLuise was actually uh, an interviewee on the show. So when we were in the green room getting ready to do the sketch, I went into Dom DeLuise's uh, dressing room, and I asked him if he remembered me from the Feast of San Gennaro, because I had hosted a show where he was the chef. Amazing. He says, yes, I remember you. And I says, you know, my mother's a really big fan. And no joke, this is delicious. I mean, delicious. I'm right? not thinning you. Is that weird? No, I'm, deli I'm, I'm, I'm delicious. I'm pretty good in the kitchen. And I ain't just saying it. This is delicious. And <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep feeding myself while you're talking. Cause... So Dom DeLuise, I, I said to him, uh, my mom's a really big fan. Can, would you mind uh, saying hello to her? And cell phones were just coming around, and I had an air touch. <laughs> And I called up my mom. No, it was actually a phone in the dressing room. That's oh, right. We used to use time. the phone in the dressing room because it was long distance. He was big time, yes. He so I called up my He's mother, and I says, Mom, Pick up. Dom, Dom Lee's would like to say hello to you. He gets on the phone. 20 minutes, he's talking to my mother about how to make food. They I just started it. bullshitting. I go in the other room. Jay looks at me and goes, where's Dom? And I go, he's talking to my mother. Isn't that great? And Dom grew up in my neighborhood. Where's that? So I grew up on 62nd and 13th Avenue in Brooklyn. Dom came from 64th Street and 12th Avenue. My, uh, my brother's, my mother's brother, my Uncle Nick, my neighbors, um, Dominic, another Dominic, they grew up together, Salvatore Arena, Buddy Napolitano. They were all on the block. They were personal friends. Oh, no kidding. All growing up. And when they did this, is, this is your life. That's how years in the 80s. This is your life, Dom DeLuise. Remember that yeah. show? Yeah, my friends were all on there. The guys from our block. Salvatore Arena, Buddy Napolitano, Dominic Bimbo. There were three of them. They grew up together. My Uncle Nick, that my mother's last name is Lisi. I'm a Momando, but they grew up together. So they were talking about everything they did growing up, obviously, because they were big boys. Well, they, it, all they did was put anything on anything. You, uh, you want a ham sandwich, they throw a meatball on it. Whatever it was, they just keep eating and eating. And that's why he made... That movie, Fatso, he loved it. He loved it because he it was said... It a great movie. And great I, movie. I can't stop eating. Oh, me, this is... Mormando, are you related to Nicky Meatballs? Nick Mormando, he has a uh, yeah. restaurant on yeah. 7171. That's correct. That's really? my father's first cousin. Get the yeah, fuck out of here. Nicky, um, Nicky Beans, there's, there's uh, Dusty, there's Frankie Mormando, Nicky Mormando. <clears throat> That's oh, my shit. father's first cousin, yeah. He's got a place in New York City Yeah, they have a bunch of places. What? They have bowling alleys. They uh, always had bowling alleys in Garden City. <clears throat> so we were, when they had the Pro Bowlers Tour on on Saturday at Channel 7, we used to sit when it was in Garden City. Me, my father, my cousin, my brother, we used to sit in the spot when the bowlers were up, the camera were hitting us because our family owned the, uh, the bowling alley. And then there was Christo's in the city, Mormando's Cafe in the Wall of Astoria. They still have restaurants in there now. But that's my father's first cousin. Nicky Meatballs. Nicky Meatballs. And we're having a uh, little uh, <clears throat> linguine, fettuccine. So let's do him a, a solid. 
Folks, if you're in New York City, go to 71 West 71st Street. Say hello to Nicky Meatballs. He's got a great Italian restaurant, a nice little outdoor patio oh, in the yeah. back under the grapevine. It's called Popletto which is the Italian word for meatball. So we talked about our Zeppeli Mix, proud sponsor of tonight's show, and also the big event that I'm doing this Saturday night, the 26th, at NJ Pack in Newark, New Jersey. So I want to thank you, Chris, for coming over tonight. Now, Chris, let's rewind. Okay, talk to Because we just fed ourselves, and I'm still hungry. <sighs> I'm breathing. I'm still hungry. We usually eat at the end of the show. <laughs> I couldn't wait that long. I was sitting here like a freaking Rottweiler, eyeing up that food over there. I was like, no, I can't wait. we got to do it in the beginning. Every once in a while, I do some cooking. I don't really cook that much because I travel too much, and wherever I go, I can eat out. I wish I did stay in the kitchen more often and make some food. So tonight I decided I'd make a little linguine. I had some vodka sauce, and my Aunt Joan made me some fresh meatballs. So I made it. Perfect. It's just the two of us. Just the We're hanging two of us. out. We got some glasses of wine, and we got some chatting that we're going to do. Oh, yeah. So where were you born? Where were you born now? I'm thinking Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn, New York. So I grew up in a street, a court called Tabor Court. So that was on 62nd and 13th. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't mean to interrupt you. Okay. All right. The girl who said Crystal when we thought she was talking about the movie Fatso, right. she's saying this is Crystal. Oh, Crystal! Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're the idiots, the, the stunads. We're fucking two stupids over here. A stunad. <laughs> <laughs> My stunads. These are crystal glasses and everything in the break. Who said hunt. it? Because we got to shout them out. Because we okay. got to make them know that they are smart. Sharon, Sharon Harmon Bailey. Thank Sharon you, Sharon. Harmon Bailey. Boop, boop, boop. Sharon. And there's my friend Vince Cicieri, who's a comedian, actor, been in a lot of movies. <laughs> what he's, did I from, miss? he's out. He's out there in, in California. I right, love it. Gonna, he, Vinny Cicieri and I uh, did so many shows at the Comedy Store in Los Angeles, and Vinny was in the movie. Um, what's the movie with De Niro? It was a comedy. Analyze this. Analyze this. What part did he play? I'll know. He played one of the hitmen. He. he, he I, the one that got hit or the one that was trying to kill De Niro? He tried to kill De Niro okay, and then he that threw guy, him over to... Yes, yes. yeah. Vinny That's Siri. a big, tough guy. He's yeah. a big motherfucker. Vinny, I know you're playing a part, but, but hey. you're better than playing that part, buddy. You're, 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 you're the part, brother. Because he's real. That's <laughs> right. That Listen, that guy, I, walked, I remember watching that for the first time. I go, no, I wouldn't want to mess with that guy. That guy, no, I go the other way. Big shout out to Vinny Cecilia out What's there up, in Al? Los Angeles. I'll be back November 29th through December 8th, so Love I look it. forward to seeing you. Vinny did a lot of episodes of this. I used to have another show a long time ago before this. It was called uh, Wise Guy Confidential. And all I ever wanted to do was interview real wise guys, but I ended up just uh, interviewing actors who were wise guys <laughs> in a movie, not for real. It, okay. <laughs> all right, so we're going to Brooklyn. <laughs> Christopher's from Brooklyn. Tell yes. us, tell us all so about. So I it. grew up on 62nd and 13th Avenue in um, a, a court called Tabor Court. It was a private court that was between 12th and 13th Avenue. And what, what's a court? What does that mean? So, in, in you have you have their blocks. In this, it had they called it a court because it had a fence. So when you're on 13th Avenue, anybody that knows the area, 62nd Street and 13th, if you would go up. My court, my black, it was a private little, like a cul-de-sac, but only with a lot of houses. And they had a fence that you couldn't go through. So in order to get to the other side, you had to go around 63rd Street, come up to 12th Avenue, and then come back in the other way. So it was between 62nd and 63rd Street, but it was between 12th Avenue and 13th Avenue. 
That's where I grew up. So it was a great, great place to grow up. And yes, growing up in Brooklyn is, they, they talk about it in the films, they talk about anything, but it's a lot of, there's a lot of truths to it. You don't know which way, especially growing up when I grew up, you don't know which way you want to go, you don't know which way you make choices because, you know, not many people really went to school where I grew up. We cut school, we wanted to hang out, we wanted to, you know, the F school, we didn't like school, but that's why I call myself Astunad because I needed, I should have went to school because then you make bad choices and the choices could, you know, suffer consequence, you know? So was this court very Italian? Oh, every house. <laughs> Every single house. Now, you go on the, the block, you might have had, they were obviously all connected houses. So you had, they're not connected in the mob, connected, connected between row homes. Row homes. There, there we go. <laughs> so now we had all our families that lived over there. So you had, if my family, we had about 10 or 12 houses. My next door neighbor's family had about 10 or 12 houses. The next door neighbor to them had about 10 or 12 houses. So you had about, 10 to 15 families that owned about 10 houses. We had a lot of houses on the block. You probably had around 50 to 60 or maybe even more on that block, probably even more. So when you wanted to leave your house to go up the block, and in Brooklyn growing up in a summer day or a spring day, everybody's outside on the stoop. So whether you know what a stoop is or not, Brooklyn, you had stoops. There's the steps, but we call the stoops. So everybody's outside in the front. So when you're outside in the front, you understand, that's why they make movies about this, because the authenticity is perfect. It's old school, it's real. It's when you walk to every house and knew everybody. So if you were hungry, I'd walk to my next door neighbor, probably a cousin of mine, and I'm like, hey, Aunt Marie, I wanna come over. Um, what do we got? And she'd be like, come in, I got you. Aunt Marie, everybody was an aunt, everybody was an uncle, and everybody was a cousin. So you always had food, you always had something to drink. You always had somebody watching your back. You never, ever worried. But step out of line, you get six smacks in the head on the way back down to your house. And when my grandfather would call, he was the most, the greatest guy ever. I lived with him my whole life until, you know, I, I got married and moved on. But he raised me basically like in his house. And, and it was like, oh, it's, I get emotional because he was like a father to me growing up. But when he would ever get mad, you knew I did something. He would never get mad. And he treated me like a son. So when I would hear, Chris, and I'd be like, in a minute, Grandpa, no, now. And I'm like, oh, man, I was in trouble. So when I come down, I'd have five or six houses. They'd be out. They're like, what did you do? And I'm like, I didn't do anything. Boom, get down to your grandfather. Boom. So that went on. There was no such thing as violence or, or people calling up saying, oh, I got hit by the neighbor. There was no such thing. You yeah. were getting hit by the neighbor because that was your family that gave you a kick in the ass and they gave you a crack in the head if you stepped out of line. But it was, it was great growing up. I loved it. I didn't like it. I loved it. And anybody that knows, you understand. And if you don't know, you could understand and get the idea just by hearing the way I'm saying it because it was great. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was great. I was born in uh, Jersey City, and it's pretty much almost the same identical thing. My father would say things like, when I come home, if your ass ain't on that stoop, <laughs> I'm going to kick the shit out of you and your two brothers. <laughs> you see? So when he came home, we were right oh, there. That's it. And to relieve the stress of a parent 
the worry of where are the kids. Yeah. You did what you were told. Yes, absolutely. And it was easy. Yes. And yes, we grew up in a neighborhood where the buildings were attached to each other. Absolutely. If you were one of the lucky ones that owned a building and people rented in your building, you rented to your relatives Always. anyway. Always. So, at any given time, if you did something you weren't supposed to do and the neighbors saw you, they would get first crack at your ass. That's right. And it could be just a neighbor or a relative. Right. But if a neighbor disciplined you and your father found out, you're going to get hurt twice, twice. as bad. That's exactly right. Because he needs to know why did the neighbor need to discipline you? What did you do? That's right. What did you do? Whereas today, it's, it's the, the fucking reverse. The total opposite. Why did the neighborhood hit you? We're going to throw him in jail. <laughs> We're going to video it. We're yes. going to set it. We're going to have it on channel five, seven, and nine, and eleven, and two, and four, and all the other social media uh, platforms, and we're going to expose it. Yes. Meanwhile, and we're all going to be fucking stupid. Because <laughs> watch this. Watch this. Stupid though. Uh, if a cop came down the block in the neighborhood I grew up in, I watch this. Yeah, I know. I, I, My I, father would go like this. You see the cop coming down the street? All right. Straighten up your clothes, make sure you say hello and you do the right thing, otherwise he's gonna take you to jail. Respect. That's you want you wanna go to jail? And then, go to even jail? if you didn't do anything, you used to go Hey, hello, I think this hello. Look, you look, look down. Look down. You're like, just let him pass, let him go. Hello, Officer Kennedy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Officer Crumkey? What was it? Officer Crumkey. Officer Crumkey. I said Kennedy. Kennedy. All right. <laughs> Officer Crumkey, right now. Trivia, what movie? What movie? What movie? Come on, you know it. Antoinette, you got to know this one, Antoinette. Is, is she still out there? Wait. Come on, Antoinette. I got faith in Antoinette. Officer Crumpy. Antoinette. Antoinette. I got you. Antoinette. Come on. Oh, wow. Look at this. Louis James. My family's from Jersey City. They own the Casa Dante. Casa Dante, I guess, went out of business not too long ago. It was around in Jersey City for years. Let's I knew a Dante's. I knew a bunch of Dante's. Earlier, you asked what the wine glass was. Yeah, thank you, Sharon. Sharon, we shouted you out, Sharon. West Side Story! West Side Story! <laughs> Cavalry Action, baby! That's our sponsor. Joe! 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 What was it? <laughs> Joe Camarillo. I know. Joe! Joe! West Side Story, Chin Surf. That's it, Chin All right, Surf. Let's, let's do another one, wise guys. All right. Here, um, oh, and there's another one of my dear friends, Andre of Upcycled Creations underscore 27. Andre, I'd love Just it. Just a quick hello. Hi, how you doing? Her work is fantastic. Her Bonaceta. son is Bonaceta Bonaceta really, 1069, really West Side Story, you got it. West Side Story. Love it. I love said it. Officer Kennedy. Anybody know where that's from? Oof. Kennedy. Officer Kennedy. Officer Kennedy. Come on. Big trivia. Oof. I, I, I don't know this one. I'm thinking, Officer Kennedy. 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 I might have to give this one up. Wow. I, listen, he's got me on this one. Salute, Vinny Ciceri. Vinny. Love it. Officer Kennedy was in the Little Rascals. Oh, wow. <laughs> little Rascals. The Little Rascals. What was one the, of the greatest the, shows ever on what television. Was, what is, no problem, Miss Crabtree. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the true, the true officer. Spanky, yeah, that was just unreal when you think about it. A lot of years. How ago. old were you when you uh, left the neighborhood? Okay, so I was married young, so I got married at 24 years old. So I left <clears throat> Brooklyn, moved to Staten Island for a little bit, then I moved to the city, then I moved to New Jersey, 
And it was within a five, six year, no, about five years later, and then the choices creeped up. And then I made wrong choices. Out of Staten Island? Well, Brooklyn, it was, it was from Brooklyn days, but it catches up with you. Certain things, you know, always catch up. So, so what, what exactly is it? Can you indulge? It was more on the Wall Street days um, that I got involved with. And, you know, it was monies and it was stocks and it was the street. And it, so it, the, the view of money I jumped for. So instead of using, like I'm doing in my life now, instead of using the brain and know what I'm good at, I jumped. But you have to remember why. Not, a, not trying to condone it or even saying that I'm agreeing. Explaining it. When, you have, when you're growing up and you have nothing in your pockets and you're not going to ask your mom for a dollar because you know she doesn't have it. Right. And you know you're living with your grandparents. So you don't have money. So to explain it, I could explain it and say, I understand why I made choices what I made, but it's not right. But in the next breath, as I would teach my own daughters, you make decisions, there could be consequences with the choices you make. So no matter what you think, oh, it's going to be nothing. No, it's not true. And I tell my own daughters, you know, you got to know who you get in the car with. You got to know who your boyfriends are. You got to know who your friends are because those things could creep up. And anybody that says different, they don't know what they're talking about because you can get in trouble for things that you have nothing to do with and you can get in trouble for choices you make. I made choices that got me jammed up. So I have to be a big boy and pay the dues. Remember Beretta? Don't go to bed with no price in your head and don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Beretta. Beretta. Now, the real, that's the, the real truest Toma. thing. There's another trivia. I guess I just get Well, we just said away. it. But... When you think about it, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. So you want to play big boy status or big girl status if you're a guy or a girl, because there's girls that go to jail too, then be prepared that there's just, you know you could have a consequence. And it's not, oh, I'll tell on him so I can get out of it, because we don't condone it. That's wrong. Okay, and that's my biggest beef when it comes to this, the, the actual court system. I could do a crime, you could do a crime, but this person next to me over here, not my, this girl, person over here, they get to talk and tell, and they get away with it. Right. While others don't. Right. And that's where it becomes wrong, but in fairness, you do a crime, you're going to do your time. So you make choices, it could jam you up, and it could make you realize that, guess what? Now it's time to pay for it. So know what you're doing, and, and realize that, no matter what, there's always a consequence to anything you go for the shortcut. What exactly was it that you did that got you jammed up? Well, I went for trading stocks and trading things that were in inside information. And, and So this was a white-collar crime? White-collar crime. But white-collar crime still comes with sometimes heavy time. So you think, oh, it's, you know, it's nothing crime. No, I still did five years. I got five years and, and did the majority of it. So you do, you do the, you know, you go to federal prison, you're doing a majority of time, whether anybody believes that or understands it, you're doing 87 and a half percent of your time. So if you're getting 60 months, do the math, 87 and a half percent. And I'm talking COVID days. I'm talking regular time because COVID is only given relief because of the COVID what went through. Right. Talking so, regular. 
How long was, ago did this happen to you? What year? Uh, this was back in 1999. So, so it was the 90s. The late end of 90s. Um, and then I was away from 2001, 2, 3, 4, and some of 05. So when you're, a, when you're where you are, and I could tell you, and I could make it sound a little funny, but it's not. I remember the first night. The first night in, I'm freezing. It's two degrees out. I got a hat on. I got a jacket on. I'm laying in a bunk that the ceiling is right here. And I never forget it, Mike. I went like this. Five years ago. This is going to suck. My exact words. Not, oh, I feel bad for me. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm a big boy. You got to go pay your dues. But I did say, <laughs> this is going to suck. So let me, let me uh, rewind for everybody, okay? Not everybody watching tonight's from the city. A lot of people are from different parts of the world. Okay. So we got to break this thing down. A lot of people don't even understand that you said you live in that type of a neighborhood with the stoop and the houses are stuck together. Sure. They're, they're buildings like a city. Yeah. We're in the suburbs now. You, right. The neighbors, a bit, a bit of a distance. We're yes. not stuck to them. That's true. That's you go to true. a place like Philadelphia, you look at a row home, you want to jump it. off a fucking building. It's, it's just, I don't know how they do it. It's I mean, they, they like, you take a shower and the guy next to you knows you're doing it. Yes, and, and, and Brooklyn too. Yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn too. You knew in the little alleyway, you're talking to your, your mother or your father yeah. while they're listening to you. Yeah, everybody knows everybody. Yeah, everybody business. knows everybody's business. Take shut up. You shut up. <laughs> Close your window. Close the window. Mind your business. Mind well, your I'd business. Well, I'd like to mind my business if you would just shut up. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, you got pinched doing a white-collar crime. Yes. Had to do with Wall Street. Yes. Where'd you go? What uh, jail were you in? I was in Fort Dix, and I was in New, in New Indiana? Jersey. Indiana? No, Fort Dix, New Jersey. All right. And it was the army base. So you do, it's, it's built Down in, the shore? Well, exit 7A over by where, like, um, um, Great Adventure is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's Fort Dix is, is the army base. Is that jail anymore? Yeah. Or? Oh, yeah. Houses 5,000 inmates. Yeah. No shit. Oh, yeah. 2,500 east, 2,500 west, and they have a camp. So you have three spots within, the, within there. And then I went to Allenwood. Which was Pennsylvania? Why they transfer? They traded you because certain times they just transfer you. They have too many um, overcrowdings, so they transfer you to another one. And then there's times where you go for um, different reasons. They transfer you where you go from a certain level to a little a lower level, so they, they don't have room here, so they transfer you there. And sometimes they transfer you, and sometimes they send you places just to mess with you. And that's the truth. No, no matter what you want to believe, that's the truth. They, it's called diesel uh, diesel therapy. They put you on a bus. You got to go 30 minutes to another prison, but it take you three weeks to four weeks to get there. And a lot of people don't know that. But that's not to bash the city. That's just the way it is. You're again. You're in their hands. Yeah. Well. So that's you, you did the crime. You got to do the time. That's right. So never go when that. you first went in there, yeah. the night that you were looking at the bed and it yeah. was cold, do you have a roommate? Yeah, a lot of them. You come into like an orientation, so you're in a room which might have 40 people. You have sometimes three bunks. So you have three, three bunkies, two bunkies with you. Most of them are two, but sometimes three. And the one that I was on, which because I'm the brand new guy in, you're at the top one. So literally where your ceiling is is where my, I'm laying here, and it's about three right, feet, not right. even. And I'm looking at it, and I'm hearing the yelling and the screamings, and I'm hearing, not yelling and screaming, like nothing to drill. You're just hearing people yell and scream, and they're talking loud, and you're going, oh, my God. But 
the first night, and I could make it, you know, sound funny, but I actually said, this is going to suck. Yeah. Suck. This is going to suck. Yes. One day, the first day. But it's like anything else. Nobody could prepare you for the first day. They think you could, but you got to walk in by yourself. You got to learn what it's all about. And you learn, you get in a routine, and then there's people you can know there, obviously from the neighborhood. But even that doesn't 100% mean everything because sometimes you can walk in and you see somebody from the neighborhood and you just hate them. So what about that one? Yeah. I don't like you from the neighborhood. I'm not going to like you here. Yeah. But you have to get along. So you know, within the five years of being in the jail system, uh, what did you see? I mean, did you go in there married with kids? Yeah, so I had two. My girls, so... It's again, not to feel bad, but you look at what, when you make choices that could haunt you. So I had, my daughter was two and a half. My older daughter was five and a half when I went in. Wow. I never came home to them. So my, my family broke up, went in there. And that's not to feel bad. That's just life. I am, I have a wife that I am in so love with, my yeah. wife, Nicole, now, but I met her after the fact. But that's the blessing, and I always, I'm a big, I'm a spiritual guy, Mike, so, so the, that's a big thing. The wife that you were married to with broke the, the two up, kids yes. we when up. you went in? Yes. Because she was like, I'm not waiting for you? In, yeah, not to even bash. I'm not a basher, so the answer is yes. And you know what? I'll, I'll even give you one better. I don't, when somebody weakens, I don't fault them if they just weakened. Right. I don't. I never, because that's not my, my thing. I'll comfort someone that gets weakened and I'll understand why you bailed it just I can never be bothered with you again that's not gonna be because that's like trusting the one that pointed the finger and said it was him well did she that. bring the kids to visit you yes, during she the did. five years so my daughters it was actually four years in so my daughters did come but the hardest part about that was they were too young to understand why I wasn't coming home with them so again big boy rule you still did the crime. You got to do the time. But in explaining it, it's not fair to them because the truth is they were two little girls. Now they're 23 and 26, so it's a different story. Now they were told when I was home that where daddy was. So it was, it was explainable. Like my older daughter one time came to me. She was around 12 years old, and she said, Dad, I want you to tell me what you told me. You said you're going to tell me where you were and why you were way at work when I hit 13, she's 12. She goes, I think you should tell me now. So I go, all right. She obviously is not a fool. She's, my daughters are very smart. They picked up on something. I said, all right, I'm going to explain <clears> it to you. <throat> See, now I get emotional. But when I explained it to her, she started to cry. And I'm like, that's why, sweetheart, I couldn't tell you. Because daddy's home now. And choices are different now. Daddy has made different choices. So that's not going to happen again. And that's the beautiful part. Because obviously, for all these years later, they realized that. So when you came out of prison, okay, then okay. you're divorced. Divorced, yes. But you had a relationship with the kids. Always, yes. And still do. And it's rocky, so I speak it. It's still rocky because because of that. Well, I never lived with them. Oh. So you know, when you don't get a chance to live with your children, there is the other things that. If you have children and you live with them, you then don't know what it's like not to live with them. If you have kids and you're divorced and they don't live with you, you do know, but you don't know the response when you were in prison unless you were in prison. There's a lot of different factors. So 
in that breath, it's there. There's no right or wrong answers. When my kids are hurting, I understand it, but I'm also hurting right. because nobody wanted that. But when they got older, they understood all daddy had to do was just tell on his friends. And is that what we do? And they're like, no, dad. I go, that's why. But they're older now to understand it. You had a plea bargain. It was a, yeah, you, you plea agreement. Yes. And you said no. No, no, no. They could, I could have, they could have, they tried a million different ways. Oh, if all you have to do is that it'll never happen because you don't do that. You take your medicine and that's it. And you don't tell on anyone. That's the rule. Right. And when I say the rule, that's why when you have guys, and this is what I say, you see the other day, not to get into to street knowledge, but there was a little girl who got shot the other day, right? Right on the street in Brooklyn. That little girl got shot by a gangbanger. Right. Okay, gangbanger, right? When that gangbanger decides he wants to testify, he tells the government who the other guys were, and that little girl shooting goes washed away. Right. No matter what you want to think, that's what I explain. So how could you allow people to get away with that? It shouldn't be allowed. That little girl was hit by a bullet. Yeah. I always thought it would be a great idea to lie, to actually say, listen, if you just tell us what happened, we'll let you go. Yeah. And then they tell you, go, now we lied. Yeah. You're going to jail anyway. Yeah. Stupid. Yes. <laughs> In fact, yeah. we're going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. It don't work that way. But it that's, should. Yes. It, 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 an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. You shoot right. me, I shoot you. I agree with that. <laughs> you know, that's the son of a bitch. All right, so you get out of jail. Okay. Now, now you got to live the American dream. Yeah, and the truth was when my brother came up to visit me, he says, all right, so like when you get home, what are you going to do? I said, you know what? I'm going to be an actor, John. He goes, oh, my God, so you're going to what? You're going to go to class for it? I go, no, 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 I don't go to class. He goes, well, you're going to go to school for it, right? I mean, to learn. I go, bro, I can't stand school. He goes, then how are you going to do it? And the funny thing is, to this day, I show him a stack of DVDs and all the things that I'm in and the shows and the films that I've been on, and I go, how did I do it? You're asking your brother how? You find a way. You stick to what your goals are. And your energy and your attitude means everything. So when you came out of jail, that's when you started pursuing a career <clears throat> as an actor. Yes. So it started where I wanted to get back into, I was a telecommunications salesman. So I used to sell telecommunications, uh, long distance, international calling. That's what I did before I went away. Right. And when I got home, I couldn't get the job. They would keep Googling and see, oh, he did time. We're sorry. We found somebody more... Okay, so you, the jail time was affecting you. Oh, absolutely. So here's the thing, and I talked about this on, um, on ABC one time. And I sat there, I got a job, and I got a call. Me and my wife were sitting there, we're having spaghetti, we're, we're, we're eating. It's a Friday night, and I have a bottle of uh, Chianti open. And the call came in, and I said, here it is again. And I said, let me guess. You found somebody more qualified. And the guy didn't say that. I'll never forget this. Okay, I will never say his name. I never forget this. He says, somebody close to you said you'd rather hear the truth. I'm going to be honest. I Googled and I knew you did time and it just got me spooked. So I said to him was, you know what? I can't argue with that. You told the truth to me. You came correct. I think you made a mistake, but that's it. I hung up the phone and yeah, 
that almost broke me. That really got a tear in my eye because I'm going, I'm never going to get that other chance. I was a kid when I did my crime. Right. So long and short, right here. I looked up and I went like this. All right, so uh, I looked up at the sky. I go, you don't want me doing this telecom stuff. You want me to do the filming. I'm going to do it. And that was the day that I wrote my script. That was, ready for this? Talk about how it works. That was over 10, was 11 years ago. And now is the, is the time that I'm around to, I've been filming for the last nine years straight. Now I'm doing that script that I wrote that day, started writing that day. It's great the way it all comes around like that, and it's going to make an unbelievable uh, story. The behind the scenes are always a lot of fun to, yes. uh, to watch yes. and create. So you've been an actor all this time. Yes. Tell us about this project that I'm familiar with because I've been hired a couple times to do some shows for Willie DeMeo. Willie DeMeo is a Love producer, Will. director yes. out of Brooklyn. Yes. And He's he, a Brooklyn boy. He's keeping Brooklyn alive. Yeah. He is. So he developed a series called Graves End. Yes. And they did season one, and it was on uh, Amazon. Amazon. And now they were shooting f season two, and they got a lot yeah. of big names in this oh, project. Yes. And I saw that you were part of that. Yes. How did you and I even bump into each other? Well, we bumped into each other. Was it Bruce? No, it wasn't Bruce who was part of Gravesend. It was, I spoke to you through Harry Denny. Harry Denny, if you're watching, shout out. Yes. Harry, Harry loves Denny. you. Harry goes, Chris, do you know Mike? And that was the day we were at the track, and I spoke to you. It was in a June month, the June that passed, or the May, and we spoke. And that was Harry Denny that introduced us. And I said, I only know Mike through just interacting through the gram, the Instagram. But yeah. I do Instagram, yeah. <laughs> I have followers and all that. But I have, you know, it's. I sometimes will just go silent on the gram because I'm doing the film. Yeah. So I'm nonstop around the clock. But that's, that's when... I met you was, and I and you had said, I want you to come on the show. And I go, done, let's pick a date. Yeah. And here we are in November yeah. from May. It see took, how it, it works. Took a while because then you came to see me do stand-up oh, over at this club. MJ's at in the Matawan, I was, New Jersey. Yeah, and after that, I that introduced you to a guy who was doing a project. Liquor run, he ended yes. up getting in the project. That's right. I couldn't do the project because I was out on That's tour. That's right, you were touring. And so we finally made this all happen here in the basement, which is, uh, which is great that it came this way it's anyway. amazing. So tell, about, tell us about your role in Gravesend. So Gravesend, Will DeMeo, let me, let me tell you how this worked. I was, in, I was on a show on ABC called For Life with 50 Cent. Yeah, it was in two seasons of that. Will was doing, did season one with Gravesend at the same time, basically. So he said, brother, I want you to be in season two with me. And I said, done. I'm proud to be a part of it. I can't wait. But I just need to know the dates so I don't take work other spots. Right. He feeds me the dates. He says, I'm writing the character, and the character's called Gaetano. Gaetano comes home from jail. As he comes <laughs> home from jail, he's the right-hand man of the main character, Benny Z, which is Will DeMeo. And what I love about the show, and not just because I'm on it, because I'm in a lot of things, and I, I say it, this show is bringing Brooklyn. This is where I grew up. And Will is bringing Brooklyn in a time frame in the 80s where law and order on the street was what I was talking about, where there were rules and regulations, and no, there were no police to regulate. It was the street regulation. And 
That's what I love about it. He's bringing, and yes, there's a lot of names. The storyline is what gets me because it brings the neighborhood back. This is what I grew up in. And guys and girls, everybody watching, this is what I grew up in. This show will give you that feel of how it really was. So people actually could watch it now. Oh, absolutely. Go to, you season go to, two up? Season two is wrapped. Season two, they just announced that it's going to be a spring release. Oh, okay. So in the next few months. Right now, they would have to watch season one. Watch season one. Season one, Gravesend. Gravesend's an area of Brooklyn. I didn't even know that. That's right. I was like, why are they calling it Gravesend? Yes. What is that? Well, Gravesend's an area of Brooklyn. That's right. Most people know Sheepshead Bay. Yeah, and Bensonhurst, Bay Ridge, right. But Gravesend is a big area, big area, and a lot went down in Gravesend. Okay, that Gravesend is a scary neighborhood. So we need a new Sopranos. And, yes, we do. Uh, uh, an era yes. of the 80s would oh. be really cool because you're going to see some different cars. Oh, you'll you're going to see, see uh, a lot less phones. You're not going to see Instagram. That's you're right. You're going to see some. Uh, the way it really was, Capizios. Beepers. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, not cell phones. You had to go to pay phones. Dracar Noir. Dracar. Anthony, you got a quarter. That's it. You got a quarter? <laughs> I got my beeper. Oh, look, 911. We got to go see that guy. Yes. <laughs> the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> and then when it was with the other day, listen, I'll filter back. Yeah. What? I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> don't tell nobody what I said. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know, I don't what, know you said. what you said. <laughs> and that's the that was more. All right, well, watch one funny. The man is not a lifestyle. I'm not even going to say names. I remember one time going, a guy going, come over here, I'm going to tell you something. So I said, what's up? He goes, I want to hear him. And then over me. And I want to say, I want I go, what? <laughs> he goes, go see there. I want you when you and I go. I said, I went great. I went no problem. I go. I'm dead because I don't have a clue what this guy is saying, and I'm not asking a second time. Long story short, that's the way it was. Nobody. It was like sign language, you know. You and yeah, but with the you know and this, yeah, no, with the yeah, the blue light, yeah, go see him. Are you in season one? No, not season one. I just told you I was two. in season two. I'm in all the episodes. Um, I'm a main casting character, um, casting crew with it. And I'll tell you something. Yes, shout out to the Gravesend fam because everyone, when I say everyone, I use A to Z, Z to A, Z to A. Everyone, not just actors, everyone on that set is the best fam I've ever seen on a set. And Mike, when you're going to be there when we do season three, because we're going to move this thing and it's going to kick ass. And it's, it is what I'm telling you. It is got such great. Just watch season one and then go see Google season two. You'll see the names, the people that have joined. I mean, you have, and I don't want to say names because I don't want to leave somebody out. But you know a Bronx Tale, you know Sopranos, you know these shows, right? Donnie Brasco, Goodfellas. You have mains that were in there that are in here. And, yeah, they might not be the main cast and character, right, the, the cast, but we are. But they are all bringing it in. It's amazing. It's funny. Amazing. I'm not going to give it away either, but I know a lot of the cast. I remember when they were shooting Gravesend in Florida, I was yeah. actually on tour. And I wanted to drop by the set, but yeah, I Miami couldn't. Filmed it. And then when I was in Miami performing, and a lot of guys in Gravesend came yeah. to my show, and that's how I ended up becoming friends with Bruce oh, Sosha. Bruce is great. So Bruce, Bruce came to my show. I you just don't even to him know. Today. I no, I'm telling you, when I spoke to him, 
the, the time before, he goes, I love Mike. And I said, I love Mike. I was with Mike and, and I told him about the show. And I said, yeah, I'm going to one day end up on his show. I just don't know when because yeah. where he's touring, I'm <laughs> filming. And I just spoke to him today, but I forgot to even tell him today. Because when you're filming and you're doing so much, sometimes you have very few seconds to even discuss anything. But he has a new granddaughter, so I was I like, I saw that. I saw oh, that Bella, Bella, she Bruce, Bella. Bruce Sosha came to a lot of my performances, He's and every great. single time he does, I can always do a shout out from stage. Hey, I want to acknowledge my friend Bruce Sosha. Go and watch Gravesend, and I did that for so many different people because I'm blessed enough Amen. to have a lot of celebrity friends. Amen. And wherever we go, we could shout out to each other. Amen. I enjoy that power. So yesterday I was on a talk show out of Chicago, and I okay. always wanted to be on the Man Cow Show. So okay. Man Cow calls me, we're doing a show, and he goes, hey, Marino, we got friends in common. And I says, yes, we do. Who are our friends? And he goes, Joe Montaigne and Ronnie Marmo. And I go, isn't oh, that Ronnie, great? Yeah, and Joe, so then today yeah. he texts me, hey, happy Thanksgiving. I wrote him back, and I go, I mentioned you on Man Cow. And he goes, oh, tell him I said hello. So these groovy little interactions with your it. friends that you admire takes you even on another plane because you're not asking anybody for anything. You're I just agree. acknowledging, oh, yeah. So I tour. You mentioned Robert Davi. I yes, toured with Robert Davi. I, I stayed his, in his home in California. <laughs> I was right? his opening act for many different shows. Love Robert. And we ended up doing a movie together. It's going to re-air on uh, November 25th. It's called Four Cousins and a Christmas, and Robert Davi actually plays my father-in-law. I mean, he didn't know I was in the movie. So <laughs> when I went great. down to the set, oh, he's God. standing there, the lead actor, and he goes like this, who hired this piece of shit? <laughs> Davi is, watch, Davi, shout out to Robert Davi. Davi knows this. He uses certain words. I filmed with him in a film, and he is intimidating. Yes. He's intimidating. Because yeah. he'll go, what, what are you looking at? Uh, are you ready? And I always come ready. But he'll go, no, I don't like the way the scene is going. It's clunky, clunky, clunky. And he'll go like this. And we're all, and everybody's in the room. We're like, oh, God, I hope he likes me. This is like to the point of his presence on the set. But 11 days I worked with him in, in Jacksonville, Florida. 11 days. I learned more. And I don't just say it to say it. I just told you, I spent the night at the man's house. I met all his family, his children, his wife. So I learned so much just by watching him break down a script. And I felt that that was one, what an education because I just kept quiet and listened. I did my roles. I was an, um, Sheriff Nasser in this film that I had a main role with him. But I just kept quiet because I knew on the set, He's the one in control right there, regardless of the director. Yeah. He's still in control <laughs> because Robert was the lead, and he was to the point of he knew how to shoot it. He knew which he knew what lighting. He's been in show business yes, his whole life. his whole life. And we've watched him for years. And when I used to recite his lines, he used to go, how much time do you have on your hands? And you know, I go, no, I'm the rain man. I memorize in a heartbeat. He is. I know. I'm saying I am. Oh, I memorize he, all his lines. And he goes, how do you memorize my lines? And I go, because that's what I do. You know, but Robert Davi is awesome, and I say it. Gravesend, I'm not just saying it. You'll know. Season two is going to be a powerhouse. Good. It's going to be a powerhouse. It's not just to say to just say. I would say nothing before I said something.
It's going to be a powerhouse. Well, maybe they'll get Robert Davi to be in it. Ah, Robert I did a, uh, a tour with Robert Davi. We were out in Long Island, and uh, he's really good friends with Chaz Palminteri. So Chaz was at the and show. Chaz is in the film. This I is know. in our show, I yeah. Know. So Chaz comes Chaz backstage, and I had never met him before. And Davi had all these people in the green room. I had a 32-piece orchestra. Just think of how big that is. It's a 32-piece orchestra. I got to walk out on front on stage first. There's 10,000 people out there, and Davi's got talking all these people. And all of a sudden, I go in the green room, and he and you hear Davi go, "Everybody, get out! Get out of the room! Get out! I need everybody out!" And I started walking out. He goes, "Marina, what are you doing? How oh, you just told me to get out? Not you. We got to get ready." And I go, you give me a fucking heart attack? Yes. I'm That's nervous the enough. Presence goes, Wait a minute. Him. I says, I'm nervous yeah. enough. He goes, don't tell me you're fucking nervous. Get out there and kill him, you son yes. of a bitch, or I'll kill you myself. Yes, oh, he will. Oh, oh. Yeah, he's on your side. <laughs> when he said to me one time, he goes, that was good. I go, oh, thank you. I was like a little kid. I was like, thanks, Rob. You know. Wow. When we went out there to do the show, he uh, had me sit at the bar while he does this particular Sinatra tune. Oh, and I guess he's this guy great. Was, was. I went to his Birdland Theater in the city. He's great. He sings Sinatra phenomenal. Well, that's the show that he oh, does. Yeah. So he had phenomenal. some guy who I guess was the mayor of Long Island or some city slicker or whatever. Okay. And then he had Chaz Palminteri sit at the chair too. So I'm Chaz sitting at the great. chair while he's singing the song. And I'm going like this. I'm looking at Davion going, You're doing great. You're doing great. Can I, can I talk to him? <laughs> Can I, talk, yes. can I talk to Chaz? Can I talk to Sonny? And I, and I go like this at the end sunny, of the show. Always. And I go, hey, listen, uh, not for nothing, but man, I really I can't believe this, man. I met Chaz Palminteri. He goes, do you know you work with me, Marina? Do you know who you work with? I go, yeah, but it was Chaz Palminteri. Stop yeah, but you with me. better than me. You yes. with me. Yes, yeah, that's him. That's him. And Chaz, here's a funny one. His daughter, Gianna, work is, is on our show also, Gravesend. So Chaz is in our show and his daughter, Gianna. And when I used to go to his house, his daughter, Gianna, was a baby. That's how long I go back. So I used to go to his home, and Gianna, his wife, that we used to sit there and talk. And you want to do, watch, he'll, he'll, he'll confirm it. Do fatso lines with him. He'll give you every line. Yeah. He'll go, we used to sit there, and I used to go, da 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 When they were doing the song, the two brothers. That's a classic. Classic. Fatso's a classic. But he knows all the lines of all the films, and I would do, and my, when my daughter met him for the first time, she goes, can I ask you a question? And she was a kid at the time, and my daughter, I go, watch this. He goes, of course. And she goes, is it better to be feared or loved? This is my <laughs> daughter. She might have been nine at the time, ten, and she's asking Chaz, is it better to be feared or loved? Doing the film, Bronx Well, Day. speaking of asking, let's take some questions for Christopher before we get out of here, we're almost at an hour, and we we're supposed to be cutting in a couple of minutes ago. Wow. But we all got some great stories. So we're going to take in some questions for Christopher right now. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, Chris, we do do a nice big shout-out to Johnny Salami. Just tell him hello. Johnny Salami, what's up, my pal? All right. And I salute the Johnny salute Salami. Johnny Salami. He's from Hero Kings in Nutley, New Jersey. I might want to go get a little comedian. salami right now. I'm, yes. I'm hungry now. Now we, I'm getting we more got, hungry. We got more. We're going to slice it up nice and, and then thin. And we're going to make Roll the, uh, the zapolas. Oh, so let's wait. take in some questions for Chris. Chris, right now, tell everybody where they can find you on the Internet. And my friend uh, Anthony D. Ponte is begging to know where to watch Gravesend. Go to Gravesend. Is gonna, you're going to see it on Amazon Prime. And you'll see it on, um, I believe, Tubi. That's season one. There's four episodes. It's, they're 30-something minutes long. You'll get right through them. 
and that'll set you up for season two, which is going to be, I think, approximately eight episodes, and they'll be 40-something minutes long. But it's going to set it up, and you're going to realize it's just good stuff. And season two, not to just keep bragging about it, but the star-studded cast that you that he brought in, Will DeMeo got a star-studded. I don't know how he did it. I you could also him. look up Willie DeMeo on the Internet, say hello, Absolutely. follow him, check Grades out his stuff. Grades and series. You go right on the Instagram and find me. Bruce Sosha. Where do Bruce we find you on the Internet? We find on the Instagram, go to Chris. Go to Chris underscore Mormando, and that's M-O-R-M-A-N-D-O. Chris underscore Mormando. Follow. Hit me up. Say what's up. I'm all good. You get some Follow Monday morning putts. Follow son of a bitch. He's love nuts. Love it. Let's do some shout-outs real quick. We're going to get Chris to do this. Chris, say Let's you love it. this podcast. You know I'm right. I love this podcast. You know I'm right. What up, baby? And I think you should go on their show. You know I'm I right. Wanna, and I think, I think Mike should go on the show. I think I want to go on the show now with Mike. Well, I've Mike been on is, their show. Let's get I want to go show. on. You know what I'm talking about over here. We got the Keontae. Let's see what Chris thinks about this next shirt. Let's see what we got. That was given to me by our friends in La Canada. Oh, shout Sons out. Sons of Italy Apparel. Oh, I love Canada. It. Love it. What does it say? It says, I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. Thank you, Sons of Italy. Sons of Italy, Apparent uh, Apparel out there in Italy. And thank you to my friends, Hardcore Italians. Always. For plugging the show that I'm coming to do out there in Chicago. Hardcore Italians always show love to me on the Insta Instagram. Wonderful. Always. So a shout out to Hardcore Italians. You always show love. All you guys show out. love. I got to be honest. There's so much. Nice big shout out to our sponsor, Joe Camarieri's. Joe, we Zeppelin. love you, Joe. Ze I'm going to eat the Zeppelins in a little while, Joe. <laughs> and I'm going to go just like De Niro said in Goodfellas. I'm going to go delicious. 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 Just don't put any ketchup on it. Oh, I love the ketchup. <laughs> How? Who said that? Somebody said that? <laughs> no, I love it. No, that's what we said. Nikki Chicky 74 That's my wife. She's sending love. What's Hi, up, Nikki baby Chicky. girl? How are you? Love my wife. All right. That's like I told you. My... My love. That's it. Folks, we got tons of bags behind us on uh -oh. this bar. I have a couple of bags. I'm going to give Chris a bag to take home to his wife, Nikki Chicky. Nikki Chicky. And they're going to make some of this. Don't forget, say hello to our sponsors, ZeppelinMix.com. Order it by saying Mike Marino Live. Get yourself 15% off. It's delicious. I'm telling you, it's very easy to make. It's just like boiling water and putting pasta in it. You boil some uh, olive oil, not olive oil, but corn oil. corn oil. Hey, wait a minute. That's money. Nobody sent me money all night long. Where's the chimes? Money, 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 everybody. Come on, hit that bell. Come on, hit that hit the, bell. Hit the bell. We need some dollars. I have a case. Anthony Aponte. Some... Kikis. Down by my little goals. Yeah, I have yeah, a case. He bought a case of this. Love shit. it. Stuff. I'm going to be cooking it tomorrow. I'll be at my brother's tomorrow getting ready for Thanksgiving. I'm going to be cooking them up tomorrow. You know what? When you're done with your Thanksgiving dinner and you're done having all that, here's your dessert. All right? Yeah. We love desserts, the Italian the people. We get pastries. Uh, we get fenoy, which neck. is weird. But this, this is it. what you want. All right? So thank you so much, Joe Camarillo. Joe, what's up, buddy? Going to enjoy that tomorrow, brother. You can, can wait. do it. I love the way he double shouts. This is the best. I love it. It's, it's How about good. a shout-out to uh, that big spoon? Oh, Nico Toliano, the wooden spoon media, my brother, Kikis, down by the gold. She was a fake Italian words. I don't even know what I'm saying. So wait, I'll laugh, make you laugh quick. I had to go do an, uh, an audition for a commercial, and I had to speak Italian. 
I didn't even know how to speak all the words. So the words were, I got to take care of this thing. I'm starting to get hungry. We'll eat later. We'll blah, blah, blah. So the words are, well, I'm Money. Uh, there you go. I'm Biamo want to do the cose, right? So I put them all away. And people go, wow, you know Italian? I go, no, no, you just don't know Italian. I'm just making them up. That's it. That you is know. hilarious. Isn't that? I got yeah, go, to steal that. And when you do it, put the subtitles and they make I go, And they go, wow, this guy knows you know, Italian. I go, no, 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 you just don't know it. That's it. Here comes James. something uh, that we're going to get uh, Christopher to respond to. Done. It's, it's late in the show, but we got to do this. Louis James, if you're still watching, says, I boxed at Bufano's gym along with my Arturo friend Arturo Gatti, Gatti Chuck Wepner, and Buddy McGurk. My uncle Al Serto was their manager. Many great memories. Want to respond to that? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, hard to, it's hard to really respond, but certain guys like through friends, are all friends with a lot of those guys you just named, and all in-house La Familia, and it's it's a real good shout-out. Louis James shouting you out. You know, we can only say so much. Keki, you understand, right? <laughs> you know, and the Toro, you know, with it's all good stuff. You know what I'm talking about. All Somebody's actually sending us money, so keep those stars Nico and stripes Nico I love you guys. There he is. Nico! Hey, Nico. How Wooden you doing? Spoon. We're talking about the spoon. Love the spoon. Listen to me. We're going to use that spoon to stir the mix to oh, make Zapolis. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> get the, the, I got to get the neck to come out, you know? The oils and the, and the salts to come out. That's it. As my brother calls me the calzone arms, that's how we roll. <laughs> Every time I want to eat, when I go over Thanksgiving, we do the cooking. Got the raviolis, got the meatball, the brajol. I go, come on, what are we going to do? He goes, I right, slow down, calzone with arms. We're going to eat. And I'm like, all right. He's a skinny guy. I'm the heavy guy. I know a lot of people out there. We got to say this, too, or before I forget. Absolutely. What do we got? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Amen. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes. Hopefully, this is going to be the Thanksgiving that puts families back together. Amen. Because for the last couple of years, nobody gathered because of the pandemic. Yes. I'm going to be having Thanksgiving down here in the basement. Love it. And I can't wait to see the 10 family members that are from my mother's side of the family. Everybody's from Italy. But you know what? We really don't like turkey. <laughs> No, we're going to have my Raviolis. guts, we're going to have raviolis, we're going to have on the boss. The turkey is because we have no choice. You know, we cover it up, we try a little, you know, stuffing. And, What's with the turkey? You know, yeah, shove that though. With yeah. the paw, with the, the paw, the, 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 the hoof. The hoof. The hoof. <laughs> All right, we got to get going. One more time, tell everybody where they can find you on the internet. Come Chris. find me under Chris underscore Mormando, M-O-R-M-A-N-D-O, and... I do every once in a while, I do Monday morning pumps to get everybody rolling for the week because remember one thing, when you wake up in the morning and you sit there and say, I got to go to work, I don't say that. I say I get the opportunity to go to work. I get the opportunity to do things that others aren't able to do today. So being here today, people that have been lost and have been passed on, we get the opportunity to do things that others weren't able. So always remember that when you count your blessings. And we're going to remember that because we're going to go have some more spaghetti and meatballs. Yes. And then we're going to make some zapolis. So oh, amen say... and amen. God bless. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thank you, everybody, for watching tonight's show live from my mother's basement, the real basement that I grew up in here in New Jersey. You can listen to us all the time on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Anchor, and Italian-American radio out of New York City. 
Do you want to watch the show again and again and again? No problem. Go to my YouTube channel at Mike Marino Live, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. I'm even on Patreon if you feel like giving me some cash. Thank you, everybody, who sent us some money for putting Amen. on the show tonight. That's I awesome. really appreciate that. Big shout-out to our sponsor, Zapolamix at zapolamix.com. Don't forget to use the code MikeMarinoLive and get yourself 15% off. And a big shout-out to my producer, Tatiana Blue Shell, for always making this a great, great show. And I Tatiana, I'm shouting you out, too, because I want to say thank you. I was hoping to meet you tonight, but we'll do it another time. All right, she's actually in Los Angeles, and right now her, and her husband, Cody, who Cody, directs all up? the Marino episodes Love it. live from my mother's basement. He also directs The Adventures of G.I. Giovanni. He directs Make America Italian Again. They're in a car right now headed home for Thanksgiving. Heading home. Yes. Well, so there's no place we like home? home for the holidays, right? Right. Want to sing that one? Well, there's no, no place <laughs> like home for, for the, the holidays. holidays. We got to get going. Thank you so much, everybody. Let's make America Italian again. You remember my motto. You don't know nothing. You don't see nothing. You don't say nothing. And how do I end every single one of my podcasts? By always saying the same thing. Don't take no shit from nobody. nobody. You ready? Don't, don't take, take no shit, shit from, from nobody. nobody. Good night. <laughs> Love it. That was awesome, Bob. We're still on the air. Boom. We're still on the air. That's it. <laughs> we got to. Thanks for listening to Live from My Mother's Basement with me, Mike Marino. Make sure you log on to all my social media at Mike Marino Live on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.